Welcome back to the Infinite Gain. I'm your host, Nick Hilkathuria. Today I have my good friend Mike joining us for the show. Little backstory Mike is graduating from SMU this year. He's my good friend. Homie's an absolute crusher in the gym, crusher with the ladies, and has a lot of cool, genuine life experiences that just want to talk to him about. So excited to bring you on today. How are you feeling, dude? Great. Yeah, better than I deserve, Nikhil. Thanks a lot for having me on. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. All right, so you're graduating this semester. That's right, yeah. How do you feel about your SMU experience? Yeah, it's flown by. Definitely can't complain. Uh, I'm forever grateful for it. Never thought I'd be down here in Dallas. Uh, I'm from upstate New York, so long way from home. Uh, but it's truly just been a terrific experience for me, and I want to change it for the world. Yeah. You feel like you ex- got a lot of value out of coming here? Oh, for sure. I mean, mainly the people that I met. Uh, I remember fall of my junior 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 year when I got here, I was at the Career Center, and the guy at the Career Center asked me why I came to SMU, and I was just giving him cop-out answers. Oh, I came here because of Dallas. I came here because the campus is beautiful. I came here because I got a scholarship. I came here because of the great professors. He said, nope, nope, nope. That's not the answer. That's not the answer. And I said, uh, yeah, I don't know what you want me to tell you. And he finally told me you came here for the connections. And then I re- realized, yeah, uh, I that's why I did come here. And two years here, I realized that, yeah, SMU, you get the connections here for sure. Uh, certainly lifelong connections. And the people I've met here, I know I'll be uh, lifelong friends with for the rest of my life. Not just uh, friends, but also just in the world of business too. Yeah. So. Do you think like a lot of these guys that you meet who, you know, it, there's definitely a lot of people who come from affluent backgrounds and have a lot of resources available to them and will likely be very successful in business. Mm-hmm. It, do you, are you attracted to those kinds of people or how have you built those relationships here or has it just been natural? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say for the most part it's been natural, but at the end of the day, I realized that those are the people I want to associate myself with. I want to associate myself with people that are going to challenge me. Uh, so, I mean, it really doesn't matter what kind of background they have, but I know if they're pushing themselves every day and I know that uh, if they're better than me, whatever it may be, I want to be around them because that's just going to make myself better. So I want to be around those people. Yeah, that's really cool. I I relate to that. Being around people who are better than you are the ones who will allow you to honestly just see what is possible right because for many people they don't even know how good they can become because mm. they've never had an example of what can happen and then you see people who are one step two steps five steps ahead of you in the journey and it's like a some sort of comp- competition where you can look at that person and be like i want to maybe 
work harder to get to his level or get past him, but also provide a roadmap for how to get there. Yeah. Are you, do you feel that competitive drive around people who are better than you? Yeah, uh, definitely a little bit, but I, I don't think it's too competitive or anything. I think, uh, I think it just truly helps you and it's just about your perspective on it. Uh, if you go into it with a good perspective and uh, have your head forward, then it's going to help you for the best. But if you're being negative about it and constantly just try and compare yourself and not just trying to do better than you were the day before, then that's going to hurt you. Uh, you're in the library a lot, especially when you have work. Many people can say, will say that you're in there for hours on end. So what fuels you to work hard? Or simply even put yourself in that environment for so many hours at a time. Yeah, well, I will say my final semester at SMU, I haven't been in there uh, as much as past semesters. Just because I want to enjoy not just the library in my final semester. I want to enjoy the friendships that I've cultivated here. Uh, but what's fueled me is just, just really just being better than I was the day before. And I know I have a long way to go. And I just need to think in my head that, okay, I'm, I'm behind. I tell myself that, so I need to catch up. Mm. Uh, so, and I tell myself, all right, if someone's going to be studying for two hours for an exam, then I better be studying for at least four hours for that exam. So that's uh, my mindset on it. How did you get to that mindset? Uh, I got there because, yeah, I mean, when I, when I was younger and everything, uh, I mean, always, I've just never been the best academically, didn't have the best test scores or anything, uh, but I've been able to get here just because I've worked hard, put in the hours, and so I know that I can't go into an exam without studying longer than everyone else, so I know that at the end of, at the, end of the day, I just need to put in a little extra work compared to everyone else, and then once I do, I'll be able to get there. Um, yeah, so really that's what's motivated me. What, what made you realize that? Because when you're a kid, you can almost be in your own world uh -huh. and just go about things and however you do, that's your reality. Yeah. So what made you realize that there are people that are performing better, that are doing things a certain way? How did you come to that conclusion that you could get better by mm. doing more? Uh, yeah, I realized, yeah, probably even as far back as elementary school, just when I had uh, speech delay issues, I was going to speech therapy every day, dealing with that. Eventually, I overcame that. And then I was, uh, yeah, when I was young in elementary school, I realized that um, I had a learning disability, so it took me just longer to process things compared to other people. So if, if I'm reading a book, I just know that it's going to take me longer to take in all the information compared to most people. So I just know that I realize that, okay, I need to put in more time. If it's for an exam, that's why I get double time on exams. And I realize that, okay, I actually need that double time on exams, uh, and sure enough, it's definitely worked out. 
Uh, but that, that's when I realized, yeah, even as far back as early elementary school, but that's really been able to motivate me a lot uh, and just push me every day. Were you bullied because of your speech impediment or your learning disability? Uh, no, not not too bad. Uh, it was early on in elementary school, so I wouldn't say necessarily uh, bullied, but it was more so I didn't put myself out there enough. Mm. I would walk into the the hockey locker room and I just wouldn't say anything to anyone. So it more so just negatively impacted me because I wasn't social enough. I wasn't putting myself out there. Uh, but over time I was able to just become a lot more social and put myself out there more. So I would say that you're a really social guy and you love to, go out and talk to people and meet new kinds of people. That's from my experience knowing you for the past few months. So how did you get to that point? How did you break the ice of starting to be more social and mm. talk to more people going from after elementary school when you had fixed those speech issues up until now where a random person will see you and just – initial assumptions on who you are be like oh that's cool guy that's a cool guy who has friends so how did you get from not being social to first impression who's this like cool guy yeah yeah i would say all throughout elementary school even junior high never had a ton of friends or anything but i would say early on in high school i started uh just I just said fuck I just said fuck it and I started wearing whatever I wanted I started that's how I started to express myself uh, I would wear flamboyant um, outfits I wore whatever I wanted and that just gave me more self confidence and wearing things that made me feel good about myself uh, because my mindset is if you look good you feel good and so starting freshman year of high school and ever since i every day before i stepped out of the house i knew that i wanted to present myself in a way that would make me feel great about myself and then it definitely helped and then also uh, getting involved in politics that grew my self-confidence uh, being able to knock on thousands of doors not caring what the other person thought uh, because sometimes you just need to get out of your head and stop caring what other people think about you. Uh, and because most of the time they're probably not thinking about you anyway, they're thinking about themselves. So once I got out of that mindset, it definitely helped a lot. And yeah, here and there you get stuck in your head and you get a little more self-conscious and everything, but that's just a bad day and you got to get out of that mindset. Uh, so, yeah, fashion and politics helped me outgrow that. So, I, this is the first time I've heard about your experience in politics. So, tell me about that. How did you get started? What did you do? What was the experience like? Yeah, so I got involved in 2018 on a congressional campaign. Uh, so I was an intern going door to door. Uh, every day after school, I would just knock on doors, campaign for the candidate uh, till till about 9 p.m. I didn't care that it was dark out. 
uh, I would still knock on people's doors and I wanted to outperform everyone on the campaign. And so I was able to do that. And then I had, I was involved in some other local, local campaign efforts as well. Uh, after that, and then in 2020, they put me on as a field director for, uh, my Congresswoman's, uh, 2020 campaign. And sure enough, uh, she won by 112 votes and I led a team of dedicated, uh, 12 interns and we just crushed it. We crushed the doors and paid off. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's like, it's actually really cool that, uh, I didn't know you had that door to door salesman in you. (laughs) (laughs) That's super awesome. Uh, how did going door to door shape you as a person? Because for a lot of people, they would be afraid mm-hmm. of that rejection of, you know, getting the door slammed shut on yeah. you. Or they're saying, you know, I don't like this person. Why are you talking to me? Uh-huh. Who are you? How did that experience shape you? Yeah, at first going into it, everyone's going to be a little timid. Uh, I, of course, going into it sometimes I would be a little nervous. But after a while, I didn't care if I was knocking on a Democrat door or Republican door, I was going into it with the mindset that I'm going to change this person's minds and I'm not leaving that door until they slam the door in my face. So I've gotten the slam door. I've gotten the door slammed in my face more times than I can count, but I just use that as constant motivation to get me going to the next door. And I just ate it up. Uh, you just got to learn to, use that rejection as motivation and that's translated into uh, a lot of other aspects of my life and it's a challenge but at the end of the day you just gotta learn to love it and not care what other people think yeah uh and sure enough uh i was able to convince people from the other side to uh vote for my candidate and that just puts a smile on your face and yeah you just gotta learn to love it yeah how did each win feel yeah when when you are able to get the win especially if you're persuading someone on the other party uh it definitely goes a long way you know that you actually you're making an impact uh and it certainly helps when you're essentially selling something selling somebody that you believe in uh that definitely helps and goes a long way but all that rejection and everything uh that's what got me into wanting to go into sales after college uh, because i didn't really know what i wanted to do i was thinking about um going back to dc working on capitol hill but i realized that uh i want to control my own destiny and i realized that sales gives you that because if you're hitting your numbers if you're exceeding quota throughout performing then it's going to pay off uh so i realized that that's what i want to do and i realized that yeah you have to deal with tons of rejection but you just have to use that as fuel nice dude that's really cool uh so you clearly know how to handle rejection and how to approach a bunch of people There's a lot of guys who live in fear of approaching a girl and a same thing, 
putting themselves out there trying to get that girl's number or even just have a conversation. Mm. Do you think your experience going door to door helped you in a way when it came to dealing with girls? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, in high school, uh, I would never go up to a girl or anything. I would always wait for a girl to come up to me. And even if that did happen, if a girl did come up to me in high school, I wouldn't do anything about it. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would just, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, I would hope that a girl came, comes up to me and it happened and I just straight up wouldn't do anything about it. And then once I got into college, I realized that, okay, I can't just wait for a girl to show up at my doorstep. Um, yeah, maybe I'll get lucky and I'll work out, but probably not. And it's probably not going to be the girl that I actually want in the end. So I realized that, okay, I actually need to put myself out there and I need to take a little risk. And if I get rejected, then you get rejected. And that rejection, you just need to use as motivation in your life. Okay. If I get rejected, then I'm just going to hit the weights and push myself 10 times harder. Okay. I'm going to hit the books. I'm going to push myself 10 times harder. Uh, so you just gotta, you just gotta learn to laugh at it and eat it, eat it up. Yeah. yeah. It, it is kind of funny sometimes when, when you go up to a girl and just completely bomb, cause I've done this. I'll just go up to a girl and say some shit. Hindsight is like, clearly that was like, you know, probably a 10 to 15% chance of whatever I uh-huh. said worked, but it's like hilarious, you know. Yeah. I go to my home. He was like, "Yo, I just said the wildest shit, and it just did not work." <laughs> but um, it's it is fun. It's fun to just laugh at your failures. Oh and, yeah, for uh, sure. You said that uh, for anyone who saying like, "Hey, you gotta accept failure and be able to take a rejection and uh, laugh at it and work ten times harder." That's awesome. That's all good stuff. How, for the person who's completely clueless, uh-huh. how do you even get started? How do you even get to the point where you even can get a rejection? Like, how do you put yeah. yourself out there? Yeah, it's definitely easier said than done, but it starts with small steps. So if that's, okay, today, okay, even if you need someone to tell you to do this, this helps. But if I tell you, go, um, all right, Nikhil, you're going to go outside today, and I want you to smile at five people. I don't care who those five people are. It doesn't have to be a hot girl. It can be any five people. I just want you to smile at them. Okay, great. You did that. That wasn't too bad, right? And then the next day, okay, I want you to smile at two attractive girls today. Okay. If you're able to do that, just move forward and say, okay, how about this next week? Even if it takes you longer than a day, how about I want you to go up to five different people and just have a conversation with them. It doesn't matter who that person is, just talk to them. It doesn't matter what you say, just go up to them, have a conversation with them. Once you're able to do that, move forward with something uh, a little more challenging the next week. How about you go up to, how about I want you to just walk by five girls and smile and say, Hey, and then once you're able to do that, then, okay, today 
go up to at least one girl and have a conversation with her. And from that, um, it just keeps on getting easier and easier. And I mean, even sometimes you just need to reinforce that. And sometimes you'll have a bad month or a bad week. Uh, but just go back to those small steps. And because even sometimes I forget to say hi to someone. Uh, but you don't realize that if you just say, hey, how you doing to someone and actually mean it, you may actually make someone's day. Uh, because a lot of people, they don't always have the best self-confidence. And if, if you just say, hey, to them, how are you? That could actually put a smile on their face. Uh, and there's going to be plenty of times where you walk by someone and you greet them or you greet a girl and they're not going to say anything back, but that's not your fault. Uh, either they didn't hear it or they're just having a bad day. Uh, just get past it and say hi to the next person. Yeah. Point of note, notice how he didn't say, go up to the first person and be like, hey, want to fuck? You know? <laughs> like, there's a progression. Uh, and that never works. I mean, shit. Maybe you have a 0.01% chance of that working. But <laughs> definitely building yourself up through small baby steps. Right. That can almost be called building your charisma definitely in, in a way because what is charisma it's just being able to talk and relate to people and it's interesting your your whole breakdown which is awesome i love that i did something exactly like that last semester uh-huh. where i had just had my fuck this moment where i was depressed and didn't have friends just like dude fuck this you know uh-huh. i'm stop smoking weed i'm gonna actually put myself out there and just start meeting people so the first step i took was a obviously like smiling and but it was whenever i say someone says how are you instead of the normal good mm-hmm. i would net the thing was i'm never gonna say good again it's gonna be I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm doing fantastic. I love fantastic. I use it a lot. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's a beautiful day. I'll even say something that they're not expecting. Like, hey, how are you? I'm like, the birds are chirping, you know, <laughs> just like some random yeah. shit. Catch them off guard. Exactly. And it it helps so much in just building my confidence because now people were – it was just a switch in my head where people were more receptive to me now, but the only difference was me mm. and not them. Right. So that's that was really cool. Thank you for giving that little breakdown. Um, let's switch gears. How did you get into working out? Yeah, I got into working out when I was 12 years old, actually. Uh, that's I, so early. I don't really know if you would count it because I hadn't hit puberty for I don't know probably didn't hit puberty till I was 15 or something but <laughs> late bloomer <laughs> yeah someone like that you're like standing there the girls are just skyrocketing over yeah, you yeah exactly <laughs> uh but yeah I got into it when I was 12 years old and uh, yeah I'll never forget the day I was always going to the gym at the YMCA shooting hoops in the morning all summer long and then uh this basketball trainer came up to me and he asked me if uh i wanted to join him and uh, the others that he was training uh and he had a whole 
squad of high school basketball players that he was training the whole summer. Uh, I was the youngest one in there, but sure enough, he took me on. Uh, and yeah, forever. I'm just forever grateful for that moment. Uh, he, he taught me a lot and he got me in the gym. He, he got me lifting weights and yeah, I definitely was the shortest guy in there. Uh, not necessarily the best basketball player, but he got me in there and that's what started it all. What kind of training were you doing with him? Yeah, we would do weightlifting, uh, resistance training, and we would do uh, different stretches, and then we would uh, play basketball for, yeah, say two hours at least every day. So it was like a four-hour session every day about uh, for a whole summer. And then after that, uh, I was just motivated to be in the gym uh every day ever since i was 12. what what motivated you was it a certain aesthetic goal or a certain performance goal or building your self-confidence even more what exactly was the root for that motivation yeah yeah i think ever since i was young i knew that i just wanted to be jacked hell (laughs) yeah me too. <laughs> I told myself that I, I'm i going to find a way to look like that. And I would see guys walking around. And uh, I was just I was just drawn in. And so starting out, it wasn't even a self-confidence thing or anything. It was just I knew that when I'm older, when I'm 40, 50 years old, I don't want to just look average. I don't want to have an average body. I wanted to have a dynamite body that people look to and looked up to. So I looked up to other people and uh, that's what drew me in and what that's what motivated me. It is kind of sad to see those older people who just look terrible, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can just envision, you know, okay, this person like struggles to even sit down and get up from the toilet or just doing everyday things. It's just, yeah. dude, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem appealing at all to live that lifestyle. And it, it is kind of cool to have people look at you like, holy shit. You know, the yesterday I was walking down Greenville with my friend and we both had our shirts off. We had just went for a run mm-hmm. and Granted, we are walking down like an entertainment district where people are eating like and going out, whatever. But every, literally every block, we had like a dozen people just staring at us, mm-hmm. like in awe. And maybe it's because of that certain audience, they're all a little bit less, less athletic, less into the gym, less into working out because they're, you know, drinking at four o'clock. But Mm. (laughs) it was like pretty cool to be like, damn, these people are just staring at me or same thing today. I went for a seven and a half mile run around the lake and everywhere I went, it was just like stairs. Uh These people are like, holy shit, that person's in amazing shape, but it's just, it's just reality now. You know, it's, yeah. it's not even, it's not even, uh, anything crazy in my eyes. It's just yeah. the way I live for sure. And how do you, is, is working out just like become a part of you at this point? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and I realized that if if I miss the gym for two plus days, I feel like complete garbage. Uh, not just physically, but mentally, it takes a toll. Uh, and if I, it doesn't happen often, but yeah, when I was on spring break and I missed the gym for over a week, uh, towards the end of the vacation, I, I was feeling, com I was feeling miserable, like even mentally. Yeah. Uh, it just definitely taking a toll. So I, I just think to myself, I don't know how I wouldn't be able to, I don't know how I would be able to live without having the gym. Uh, because yeah, I, I mean, I, I maybe will look better uh, when I hit the gym and everything, but at the end of the day, it just gives me a break from life, and I'm in the zone, and I'm able to just focus in, and it really just helps me mentally, and it helps me in other aspects of my life as well. Uh, so, yeah, I can never imagine not going to the gym. And, I mean, even for a while now, I feel like I've hit a little bit of a roadblock. Uh, maybe hit a little bit of a plateau. I feel like I've had the same physique for, yeah, probably pushing two years now. And sometimes it can be uh, a little less motivating. But I know that I just need to keep my head in the game and keep on pushing. Uh, because eventually it's going to progress, but I know if, if I just stop working out, then it's not going to be good. Yeah. Cause also part of the game is just maintaining where you're at. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the game of working out, it's infinite. It never ends. Mm -hmm. It's the infinite progress of the infinite pursuit of gains. Yeah. Like the infinite gain, dude. It, it's just, it is a, it never ends. You have a win one day, and then the next day, you have to do it all over again. It's just, you have to get win after win after win after win, and it does slow down. Like, I'm, the, I'm right there with you. I feel last semester I made a lot of pretty good visual improvements on my physique, and now I'm at the point where I can't really push it because of my shoulder issues, so I'm... Right very stagnant in the way I look. That being said, I'm finding other avenues to get better. And that's mainly through training my legs and doing cardio uh -huh. and running, getting on the assault bike or just figuring out any way to progress in this game mm. to keep leveling up my character. I think about it like the same way how my freshman year roommate would spend 12 hours a day on RuneScape trying to just level up his points. Mm. I accept I'm leveling up my points in real life in yeah. the gym. And through that, it's become such a great outlet to push myself to get better, but also just a happy place. Mm. I really truly feel happy in there. Uh, is it, is the gym a happy place for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. Most definitely. Uh, I mean, I will say some sometimes, some days, uh, you don't want to be in there. Uh, some days, I maybe I'm just not feeling the best, and I don't want to be in the gym. Uh, but I know that once I get out, I'm gonna feel better, and I know that if I don't go, then I'm gonna feel even worse. 
Uh, so it's just a matter of at least getting in there, even on the days that you really don't want to be there. Just go. And at least if you're there, I mean, it's better than not being there. Uh, because that's what it comes down to. Uh, you just got to be in there as many times as possible throughout the whole year. Because that's what really, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, dude, I feel you. And on that note, whenever I'm feeling like shit and just, damn, I really don't want to work out. My thing is I'm going to go in there and do a hard warm up. Mm. And after I complete a hard warm up, if I still feel like shit, all right, I have permission to leave. Yeah. But I went in there, I did my hard warm up. But 99% of the time, after the hard warm up, I feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, fuck yeah, dude. I, I, I pushed through that limbic friction and now I'm here and I'm ready to rock and roll. Right. So, yeah, most of the times it's just you got to get yourself going got to get that release and shit you do the warm-up you still feel like crap like all right cool at mm. least you made it at least you did something you were in there and that's what matters yeah just getting in there um i find that our gym especially the gym that we go to it there's a little bit of a, a push and pull in the way that we do go there to focus and to grind and to go hard but both of us have a ton of friends in the gym mm -hmm. and I can <laughs> remember I took my cousin in there to work out and he's never seen SMU. He doesn't know what I'm like here. Right. And he timed me. He was like, dude, for the first <laughs> hour and a half, we didn't work out at all. You were just yeah. talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I just want to fucking live. Uh -huh. <laughs> Do you feel that push and pull of like, Oh, I I'm, I'm having a great combo. This is my homie. I just want to keep talking, but I'm also here to focus. Or does it take you away from your focus because you just see so many people? And oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, sometimes it definitely can. But I know that. All right. Well, I am in college. I also want to socialize, and so sometimes going to the gym and socializing it can be a great aspect, and um, you're able to connect with people that have um, shared values and everything. And you're able to meet some great people. If it wasn't for the gym, I wouldn't have met Nikhil and many other people. Um, but certainly sometimes it can be a little distracting. Uh, so it's just finding that right balance. Uh, but my mindset is, all right, if I just go into it, knowing that I'm going to need to give myself a little extra time, say, at least half an hour to get through my workout. So, hey, maybe I'll be in there for uh, two hours total as opposed to just one hour. But, hey, uh, it's a win-win. I'm getting to meet people, socialize, and getting my workout in. Uh, and I know that after college, I, I may not necessarily get that with the same people. Uh, so I know that I just need to live in the moment and do what I can to get my workout in while also socializing. It is pretty cool to be in a gym with everyone your age. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Besides, you know, the few random old heads that are in there, yeah. <laughs> which it always kind of just, it's kind of weird to me why there's just like some random old people in the, who decide to get memberships with a yeah. bunch of college students. But, uh, it's cool, man. It's, it's definitely a unique experience, which mm. 
you won't get anywhere else. Yeah. Just like you said, and I struggle with having that drive to be ultra because I love training. So I went to another gym in Plano a few weeks ago and they, there was no one there. The music was so loud. I couldn't think. Uh And they had incredible music. And I like had, I almost reignited my love for training. And I realized that it's easy for me to not push myself as hard in our school gym because I can get that enjoyment from talking to people. Right. Especially when it comes to leg training, which I love going fucking hard on legs. But it's just so easy for me to not. Right. I just, uh, it's that e- eternal struggle. Do you think that even though you can manage the the socializing and the working out, that sometimes you don't push yourself as hard? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely get that. But, uh at the end of the day, that that's on me, not on anyone else. Uh, that's just a self-discipline issue because I can, at the end of the day, I can talk to someone for a few minutes, but then get right back into my workout. Uh, but other times I may talk to someone and then all of a sudden get distracted, go on my phone. So that's a me issue, not that there's other people in there that are wanting to talk. Uh, I definitely do find that when I was going to, uh, another gym. I was going to a real nice gym, uh, John Reed, uh, last two semesters ago, and I definitely found that I was motivated as hell, and I was having some of the best workouts of my life, uh, part due to the machines and all the different kinds of equipment. The lighting was insane, uh, so you definitely get a whole boost of motivation being there and also being around people that are uh, in much better shape than you are. That definitely helps as well. That helps to push you. And it's a little bit of a reality check. Uh, But I knew, yeah, being my last year here at SMU, I knew that I wanted to be at the school gym. uh, And I know that, hey, okay, maybe... I'm not progressing in the gym my final year as much as I would like my senior year, but if I can at least maintain where I'm at and then once I graduate, that's when I'm going to be dialed in and actually progressing, uh, then that's what it's going to be because I know I have decades and decades left of working out, but I don't have decades left of socializing with people my age uh, in a college environment. So that right now that's number one priority. Yeah. It's at least you, you thought about it and you figured out what your priority is because as long as you know what you're doing and say, this is what I want to do. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like that's, it's, it's really just, did you think about it? And is there some reasoning behind your actions? But like you said, it is kind of a reality check when you go outside of our gym, right? Oh, because yeah, sure. dude, half the people lifting there is a bunch of fucking bozos and they don't know what's going on. <laughs> and we we are like the reality check for them. Uh-huh. But in the grand scheme of things, we don't we're not that advanced, yeah. you know? Yeah, we're like exactly. we're, we're maybe at the in, in the in between of intermediate and advanced. Right. <laughs> but for them we're like jim god right, right. so it is nice to have that 
someone to look at and be like, holy shit, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to beat that guy. Yeah. I'm trying to compete. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly, but I always know that I, I, I can't be always comparing myself to others. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can be good to use as motivation, but you don't want to always be looking at these people on social media and constantly comparing yourself to them uh, because, I mean, fitness, the gym, it's all about competing against yourself. You're the only competition. It's just between you and yourself and being better than you were last year compared to the past month. Uh, So that's really what you need to focus on. 100%. Just win after win every day. I I think it does help to have just some sort of guidance within the gym sometimes. Like I for me I believe there's three tiers of gym interaction. Not considering socializing. Mm-hmm. So tier 1, there are the people who look up to you. The younger guys in the gym who look at you and be like can aspire to build that amount of muscle or come and ask you for advice. Mm-hmm. And then there's tier two, which is, I'd say we are both in a tier two relationship where we can, we're generally around the same level of physique, mm-hmm. same level of weights and can push each other right. through camaraderie and competition. Mm-hmm. And then there's tier three, which is tier one, but reversed. So it's the people that we can go to and aspire to be and ask for advice. Yeah. So I think it's important to have all three tiers in your gym to have it dialed. And that's just for anyone who really wants to progress. You know, obviously you might not get tier one until you have some sort of experience, but once if you can get all three tiers, it really helps to just solidify your own intentions in the gym because a, you can ask for knowledge, acquire new knowledge from people who are better than you. And then B test that knowledge with your peers and figure out, does this actually work? And then C you, if you can actually explain it and make someone who's less experienced, understand those concepts. Now you've truly solidified your learning and become even better in the gym. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think that's my that's my philosophy. Like, okay, how do I optimize my workouts? That being said, we I fucking love where we go just because it's so fun to to talk to people. Mm-hmm. That that is one of the the great pleasures in life. Yeah, and I don't know why, but I just truly enjoy having cool conversations. And I remember one time we were talking in. I was just, we were just talking about random like science stuff. You know, I was telling you about how, like how I get morning sunlight in the, right. in the morning. You're like, it was cool to just like bounce ideas off each other. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you ever have? Like what kind of cool conversations are you having in the gym? Are you just talking about like normal like college stuff? Yeah. I would say for the most part, yeah, normal college nonsense. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, nothing uh, yeah. too remarkable. Have you met any, like, crazy characters? They're just, like, wacky people. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. And definitely um, other gyms that I've been to as well. Yeah. Like, other school gyms and whatnot. Hell yeah. So, it's, it's always interesting. And always uh, just be willing to 
smile and talk to people and talk to someone new. Yeah. Sweet dude. Um, where do you, where do you see your progress being in 10 years? Um, yeah, I would say f- physique fitness wise. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see myself competing or anything right now. Uh, because I, I, I think if I did do that, I would start getting distracted from other aspects of my life. Uh, so I just don't think that I, at least right now, I'm not ready for that. Um, it can be, it's a lot, can be pretty distracting. And I know that there's more to life than just my physique and working out. And also, I don't want to be so self-centered in my physique and everything that I forget about cultivating relationships and other things in life that are important but yeah i definitely see myself in 10 years uh being in the best shape of my life and uh truly just yeah low body fat percentage uh but also not too low that it's unhealthy and putting on more lean muscle at that point. I don't want to be, I don't want to have too much body fat. I don't want to, my goal isn't to be the biggest guy in the room. My goal is to, uh, just ultimately be happy with my body and to be healthy and also to do that naturally. Uh, sometimes you think to yourself, Oh, what if, what if I got on this? What if I did this? And yes, we all, we all get these ideas and I get plenty of ideas, but I know that it's not going to be healthy for me. It's not going to be beneficial in the long run. Uh, and ultimately it's not going to be worth it. Um, yeah, I may have all of a sudden a little bit better of a physique, but all of a sudden I could start having acne all over my face and all of a sudden I could be, so in shape that all of a sudden I get start getting depressed and once I come off it it's just gonna be even worse so uh, I just gotta remind myself that it's just not worth it thank you dude Mike it's uh it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast <laughs> um, I agree I learned some stuff about you today so that was cool um, yeah yeah Nikhil thanks so much for having me on Really appreciate it. Sweet, dude. This was The Infinite Gain. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please drop us a follow. Leave any comments or questions you have in the Q&A section below. I'm your host, Nick Hill Kathuria. Have a good one.